It's your host Van, and welcome back to Best Week Ever. This week, I have the lovely Toma that's joining me on who's having the worst and best week ever in pop culture. But before we get into our recording of Toma, I wanted to discuss about Rap Shit Season 2 coming out at the end of the summer, guys. I'm so excited. I've been kind of nervous to see if this show was even going to have a comeback. We all know what happened with HBO Max. And switching over to Max, it was basically a fuck you to the writers and, you know, um, to new shows that were premiering on HBO Max. So I literally thought that rap shit was not going to happen. But you know Issa Rae had to pull some strings and everybody owes her because she is so fucking amazing. Everything she touched is gold. She is my president, guys, according to Barbie and the rest of the world, she's my fucking president. But yes, Rap Shit Season 2 is back on. I'm super excited. Please watch Rap Shit Season 1. It's so good. I love Aida. I miss Aida, by the way. I miss her tweets. I miss her social media presence in Instagram. And I want her back. I know she's working, so I can't complain. And I'm just thankful that we have Rap Shit Season 2. Guys, this week, like I said, I have Toma. Please enjoy our conversation. I had so much fun talking to her, and I can't wait to have her back on the show. Welcome back to another week of Best Week Ever, where we discuss who's having the worst and best week ever in pop culture. This week, I'm super excited, guys. I found Toma actually from Instagram, and I noticed that she followed the same people that I followed, and I was like, let me get on this train, and I am so happy that I connected with her. I love her content. She's a New York City gal. Toma, I am so happy you're here. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited about this. And I know we've had like a little bit of back and forth with connecting, but I'm so glad we finally made it work. Um, And I just love that you found me on Instagram and just like decided to follow me. That's like so nice. And I feel like it worked out perfectly because I love your content as well. (laughs) Well, yeah, when I saw you posting like pop stories on your Instagram, (laughs) I was just like, oh, I got to get into this (laughs) so and I've been hooked on you ever since and yeah guys please follow her all her information will be on the show notes links so let's start with our worst week honorable mention who do you have this week okay so this is kind of like a one-off one but I said Christopher Nolan because I don't know if you know but I guess he came out saying that he was very upset with the Barbie situation like Barbie coming out at the same time as Oppenheimer And he like, apparently that he's been interviewed and it's been a whole ordeal. And I was just like, 
so shocked because I feel like Christopher Nolan is typically not in the like I don't know the day-to-day commentary on these sorts of things but I guess they're saying that he's like been really upset and now like people are making fun of him on the internet so I was just kind of like oh man Christopher Nolan you're so good at being such a like not in the like I guess front of the media and now all of a sudden everyone's talking about you um and Oppenheimer so yeah I just thought that was like so yeah not great (laughs) so not great not the inception guy I can't believe (laughs) that everybody like even from Barbie even from Tom Cruise himself has been nothing but like super um what's the word um just like they've been rooting for each other you know we've yeah. seen the ray saying like oh you guys gotta see oppenheimer first and then with a light note end it with you know barbie <laughs> and even tom cruise said that he said i'm gonna see oppenheimer first on the opening day and then saturday i'm gonna smooth it out with barbie and for christopher nolan to come out <laughs> as a snubber that is surprising yeah that's exactly how i felt i was just like shocked to even hear about him being in the discourse you know what I mean like he's just typically not one at least from what I've seen and I will say like I didn't I didn't read like the actual interview or whatever was going on but I was just like the fact that he's even in this and like saying anything I feel like he would I would assume he would have just been like oh yeah like good for them it's completely different you know yeah I've been hearing a lot of mixed signals about the movie Oppenheimer I mean we kind of all know the plot twist of yeah. the whole movie right and I am living for I hope I'm saying his name right Cillian Murphy yeah not wanting to be part like you can totally <laughs> tell by the press junking and the photos with the cast he does not think that this movie is like Oscar worthy I guess it's so strange because I feel like I don't know. I can't tell if he's just like showing up because he has to be there kind of thing. Cause I've seen videos of him literally being like, kind of like not wanting to be in the picture, like being on the side, pushing away the camera and stuff. And I don't know if he's like joking or just like literally don't like put me in and like involve me in the, in the press for this, you know? Yeah. I think he's bummed that he's not in the Barbie movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love that. That's a great honorable mention for worst week. <laughs> My worst week, I have to give it, unfortunately, to Threads and Twitter. I have to give it to Twitter as well. Threads, for me, it's giving Facebook 2.0. But to be fair, the app is not entirely finished. I hope they get rid of that glitch of when you sign up and want to delete the threads, your IG will be deleted as well. But this mm-hmm. is literally Zuck stealing Twitter while Twitter is having a moment right now. Guys, if you don't know, Twitter is shit. I don't know about you, but my Twitter bar search is just not hitting as it used to be. It's literally showing me things from like last year. It's not even showing me a top or or a latest when I'm searching for today news. Um, But yeah, trying. I've been trying to get on the Spill app. I've heard that that's probably the next new app that is kind of like Twitter. Um, but yeah, I am not loading the threads. I don't know about <laughs> you. Have you loaded threads? What do you, what's your thoughts on that? Okay. So I'm so glad this was one of your like worst week honorable mentions, because I also had Musk as another honorable mention just because of threads and the whole Twitter shenanigans. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I, I ultimately did download it just because 
I'm really too online and I feel like sometimes I just kind of like want to see what something like is about even if I'm not like I didn't download because I'm like oh my gosh I'm like super excited about threads and like it's going to be a platform I'm like really interested in using it's more so I kind of wanted to see for myself what was going on on there and like if it was something I would be interested in using if that makes sense so basically I did download it after like (laughs) lots of uh hesitation I guess you could say and I was just like yeah so basically this is I guess my takeaway was like this is Twitter for people who are like not really like for Instagram Facebook people no offense but people who that's like their primary and maybe only platform I feel like that's who threads is for because it's definitely not um as like up to date you know I don't know if you remember when reels first came out yeah people were joking yeah and people were it's not even that long ago now but people were joking about the fact that they're like behind TikTok like TikTok is so much more like in the know than uh reels and I kind of feel like that with threads so definitely agree like it's not I, I just can't see it being something super I don't know like popular I feel like because the because it automatically you have a choice of following every like letting everyone follow you that's already following you on Instagram and to me that's just like I wouldn't want to do that because then uh, Instagram for me is a selling point as yeah. Twitter yeah. is like a diary you find funny stuff from like middle America nowhere you know what I mean like and it and it circulates but like Instagram to me, like is just influencer brands, like selling me something, you know, when I want to go in there besides finding pop culture and finding like my podcaster people, like you pretty much use Instagram for like, I don't know, to find an influencer, see what they're yeah. up to, but like not really, like I know I saw some brands hopping in and not really using it to their advantage you know exactly but yeah I think that's like a big thing that has happened with Instagram over time unfortunately because I do remember when I first like started on Instagram however many years ago now when it was like super new it wasn't really how it is now with the uh curation I guess in terms of like it's a marketing tool, right? So I definitely, when I started YouTube, I definitely decided I had to like use Instagram more so, not just to share with my family and friends, like I was used to using it. I had to use it as like an actual business tool, I guess you could say. And I think that now it's kind of gone so far to the point of like that every feature is about making it more for marketing and for business, which I guess is fine, but I don't really share all of my innermost thoughts on Instagram. That makes sense. Which like, that used to be a big thing, like very long captions and like, you know, trying to build community. And yeah, I just don't, I don't see it anymore. Yeah. It, it sucks for both ends because like Twitter is just like on fire right now. And like, as much as I want to hop on the threads train, there's just too many, I don't want to call them errors, but like, um, deflection for me to want to join in. 
no, totally. I, I feel that. And I'm not even like, I tried to do one thread and I already was just like, what am I doing here? But with Twitter, <laughs> well, I definitely agree with you. Like ever since Elon Musk came, oh my gosh, it's just been so, I don't even know what to call it, like a train wreck. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, the only reason I'm like very loyal to Twitter is because I mean, I guess, I don't know if this is like universal, but we call it like black Twitter, which is basically just like, I don't know, a community (laughs) essentially. But of course it's not just, you know, it's not like a thing that you actually like log into. Like there was a funny, uh, a funny tweet or maybe post where somebody said, how do I log into black Twitter? (laughs) It's like, it's an idea, it's a concept, but there's a lot of like uh, comedy and there's just like a lot of things that go on there that I'm like okay this is the content that I like this is the content that I'm looking for and I feel like that's my uh that's the only thing that I'm like not ready to let go of and even in general I am very much a like a silly individual and I just like like funny ridiculous memes and jokes and stuff so I found a lot of um a lot of people like that on Twitter originally that I still follow that I'm like I wouldn't follow you on Instagram, but I follow you on Twitter. Right? And I don't, not see your stuff. So it's just kind of like, yeah, it's it's hard because it's not uh, it's not what it used to be. But also at the same time, I'm like, are they really going to be able to make something better? Like, <laughs> no, truly, it's like two different Americas for me because, like, in Instagram, it's like a whole different type of follow that I have on Twitter. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want people from Instagram to know what my inner thoughts are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In Twitter. Like I literally have it's I what would you call a Finsta but for Twitter? Yes. No, exactly. I don't even know <laughs> if there's a name for it, but that's exactly what I have as well. It's just like at first I had my, you know, my regular name or whatever. But then over the last however many years when I really started like being on social media I'm like no this is this is for a certain certain group of people but I don't yeah I don't think there's a name for it yeah no that's exactly what I do on Twitter and I feel like Instagram people do have finstas but that's like for celebrities like for them to like have a finsta so they can actually just have a profile that's like they don't have to you know be so on top of their like privacy they can actually just post regular things and I'm like that makes sense but where we're at now I don't really care to have a Finsta anymore. I'm just kind of like, my Instagram is for a certain group. My Twitter is for another group. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to add another worst week honorable mention. I don't know if you guys been seeing this around, but a photo of Guy Fieri and Trump has been making its rounds on the internet at the UFC event. And after finding out who Guy Fieri really is, everyone has been turning their back on the guy, finding out that he compared restaurant workers collecting unemployment during the pandemic to children who want to gorge themselves with junk food instead of vegetables. Also, in the whole mist in 2011, a mist in a lawsuit for inappropriate jokes in a time when Guy insisted on leaving a restaurant because he believed the owners were gay, saying, quote, these people weird me out. End quote. Of course, his team denies the allegations, but as we get to election season soon, I feel like these interactions are going to be happening more and more than we think. And yeah, it's a bummer to find out that Guy Fieri, who was essentially, I think he was helping essential workers during the pandemic Mm -hmm. to find out that he's just like a full-blown Republican. 
Oh my gosh. Literally, I just like gasped when you said that. I had no idea. I've been a little bit like behind this week and I did not see that. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm like, of course, right? Like every day there's somebody else that you thought was like at least decent that comes out and like, they're not great. Oh, this is so. I just remember seeing memes during the pandemic of him with his fire flame, like shirt that he likes to rock (laughs) and like with a a logo that says daddy you know (laughs) and it's just like people really went far and beyond I'm like thinking of the girls from Hollywood crime scene they're always talking about Guy Fieri so I can't wait to hear their like um side story like they have like a mini episode each week and I just can't wait to hear them talk about how disappointed they are to (laughs) find another man yeah being total trash (laughs) Yeah, I'll definitely have to listen to that because I, so for me personally, I'm not like, I don't really know much about him and I didn't watch, uh, I guess his show, uh, what was it, Diners and Dive-In or something Drive-ins, like that. Drive-Ins, Diners, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, but like, I knew a lot of people and honestly just in the workplace and stuff that really liked him as like, I don't know, I guess he just was like very funny or something and then also nice, like people really like, he's like this very I guess, large fan base that I'm not, I still don't know exactly what it's about, but um, I know that a lot of people love him. So I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is really uh, just another one, you know? (laughs) Yeah, really disappointing to read, but it was really nice to see Jack White from the the White Stripes and the Raconeers just coming out and saying like, I don't want to hang out with Mel Gibson. I don't want to hang out with guys. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are biggest and they're total losers. I'm paraphrasing here, guys, but I will yeah. put the link down on the show notes. But it just made me love Jack White even more, especially with Meg White, who has basically been off the map for 10 years. I know there's been like a cover story about her on Elle about like, where is Meg White? And yeah, I just love them too so much. Oh, that's so great. Like, I don't know much about Jack White, but I don't know. I think sometimes if you have a platform and a voice in in this world, basically, you kind of got to speak up, especially when it comes to men and all their, you know, shenanigans, like in the celebrity world. So it's really nice to have somebody else come up and be like, hey, guys, I do not associate like I do not approve. Like, we got to say something about this because I don't feel like enough people do, you know? enough men I feel like I yeah. know I had Michael in Prioli last year for best week because he came uh-huh. out with his soprano and white lotus comment saying like bigots are not allowed to watch his stuff yes. and I felt like more men need to hear that because in, in this Andrew Tate world I just feel like we need more men to step up no exactly I don't know why I said people I really meant men like, <laughs> you know what I mean it's it's unfortunate because I feel like we're just so used to as women like kind of taking a stand or having friends that would or like you know coming not coming together as a community but I just feel like it's way more common with with like men I feel like though especially in the I guess media it's like way less common even people that you know that are like associated with a guy that's like a celebrity that's doing something wrong won't come out and say like hey what he did was wrong all the time and I'm just like how what like it's basic human decency yeah (laughs) did you have anyone else for honorable mentions for worst week (laughs) I mean like we said it's been a real a real crazy week but I did also think that um 
uh, Kim and Croy Zosiak Bierman. So basically the reason I said honorable mention for them is because there was a whole like ordeal for, I don't know how long it's been now, but about their, um, I guess, divorce and separation and all those things. And then all of a sudden they came out saying that they're getting back together, which like, sure, that would be great. But I guess they were like, um, what's the word? Kind of like tearing each other down in terms of accusing each other of having detrimental behaviors towards their children and that all of a sudden like a few days later they decided I guess and announced that they're no they just like made a, a mistake and they're actually together and happy and in love and so the reason I said honorable mention for worst week is just because everyone I well from what I've read so far is just like what is going on with you too? Like, it's not, it doesn't, it's not adding up. It's not making sense. And I feel like it's just such a, like, it almost makes it feel like they just want to be in the public eye again or something like that. So I know it's like, they're <laughs> really trying to catch Bravo and Andy's eye in the midst of their drama because the videos of them calling each other on the police, like for little things like, um, um, I think she had a friend pick up her chi their child and Croy called the police on the woman or something like that, which is like, truly like these people are misusing the yes. police department. I am a cab all day, but like people who do this really get on my nerves. No. Um, and yeah. to see them back together in church, Toma, oh my God, did it not give you like Kanye and like Kim vibes going to church on Sunday because they need to get this family back together? <laughs> Literally, that's what it's giving. And, and almost even worse because it's just like, was that, I mean, maybe it's a thing that they were known for before. I don't know, but it just feels so desperate like after I guess maybe it was literally two weeks ago that they were I guess he said she was a gambler and then she said he was a like a, a I don't know if I can say this on here but like pothead or something like that <laughs> so I'm just like you guys are publicly making these statements about each other and then the next week you're in church and back together like you know it just feels so uh, I can't <laughs> well yeah I I just read up that Roy is also a gambler that he owes $56,000 to a casino. And I don't know if it's from Kim's doing, she probably put it under his name, but like, you know, he's attached to all of this too. Yeah. He enabled no. her, if anything, like you've been together for so long, you kind of knew her habits of gambling. Um, but yeah, the whole story of them coming out, especially with Brielle with um, I don't know if it was a Mother's Day post or just a post oh, on Father's yeah. Day about go her her um Kim waking her up in the middle of the night so that she can go gambling and she yeah. slept in the car. Yeah. Like that's that's disturbing. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's and that's why I'm like, it is so I shouldn't you know, everyone's relationship is their own, even though it's in this spotlight. Of course, we don't know exactly what's happening, but when you hear something like that, you're like, okay. You're it's getting really, dark. Yeah, it's getting very dark. Like, can you guys take a break from like your obsession with like being on Bravo or whatever it may be? Um, and just like focus on actually getting your family like together, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's such a good honorable mention, guys. We will be keeping up with the Kim and Croy story for real. Um, uh, for worst week runner up. I am going to give it to the Hollywood Studios. If you guys haven't read the Deadline article, it'll be in the show notes. But Hollywood Studios executives 
It's been over two months since the WGA strike, the Writers Guild, and it's still going. And billionaires are really showing their evil asses, quoting that writers by October will be losing their homes and they will drag this out until they're left penniless. The fact that someone in that industry was able to say that out loud really shows how greedy Hollywood really is. And yeah, I have to give it worst week for them. And I know today we've gotten news. It's Thursday we're recording, but we've gotten news about the actors, the SAG actors are also going to strike and stand with the writers, which I'm happily excited about um, this fight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video of Fran Drescher basically saying that she stands with the writers and this is greedy and I will put this up. But yeah, it was just the camaraderie is really making me happy. But I was listening to Ray on Noir's um, podcast, The Reality Is, and the fact that writers haven't been paid for like nine, ten weeks now for work that's already out there is it's it's just these people are asking for basic needs like to survive and these people who have like five billion yachts or whatnot like literally (laughs) have seven houses like they can't just like give up a house so they can have a team (laughs) live (laughs) in like not in poverty like these are families that they have to feed like I can't believe the absolute greediness of it all No, absolutely. I'm so glad that you actually mentioned that because I feel like this is something I know it's being talked about a lot, but it's just I feel like a lot of people, especially with we've got so much going on in entertainment right now with like, you know, Barbie, all the movies and all the television shows, the Emmys, everything. And I just kind of feel like it can kind of take away from that aspect of them actually fighting for, you know, basically their same kind of like pay as everyone else. And essentially the rights in a sense and I feel like it can be easily diminished so yeah I'm so glad that you brought that up because I just think it's so absurd that just finding out oh my gosh like the pay differences the like it's just been so just so awful and I'm like I think these people like need some I don't know some ad like advocacy I guess you could say and like people need to come together we all we all enjoy the fruit of their labor at the end of the day if you think about it like writers actors everything so at the end of the day all we can do is like really support them so yeah dude I couldn't believe this one Hollywood executive I think his first name is Iger his quote has been going around on Twitter right now Mm -hmm. saying that I don't understand why the writers can't just come back with a (laughs) 70k salary living in LA by the way like Mm -hmm. that's that's like low income in LA, sadly. But yeah. the fact that he makes eleven billion dollars or some we some fucking bigger <laughs> number than that, because Bill the fact that he has a billion dollars and this man is complaining about like people fighting for their rights. No, is- right? Like- it's absurd it's just so uh, it's so frustrating because just like the more we hear about these like billionaires and just like insanely wealthy people why do they ever need to come out against people who are literally in almost the opposite position of them and say anything about you know because they're just not in this um world and they're just out of touch and it just it's kind of even more frustrating that you would even take the time to say something so 
ignorant, essentially. I hate to say it, but it just feels very ignorant. No, very super ignorant. <laughs> Who is your worst week runner up? Okay, yes. So for runner up, I have to give it to Jonah Hill because he was, of course, put on blast for essentially being, I'll say maybe emotionally manipulative, manipulative, sorry, to his um, ex-partner because essentially he it's kind of funny now because it's been like it's been going on around the internet and they like made a list and they were like laughing about the fact that he had these insane yes he called them boundaries about her um like her wearing bikinis her having uh certain relationships with women or friendships sorry with women that were like previously unstable like this just whole list because she leaked his um I guess his text messages I got or, it right I don't, here I, do you want me to yeah, read it okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say I can't remember exactly the plain detail, and but. simple he writes if you need surfing with men boundarily boundarily less inappropriate friendships with men to model to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit to post sexual pictures Friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. I am not the right partner for you if these things bring you to a place of happiness. I support it and there will be no hard feelings. This man is such a loser. Like, (laughs) such a loser. It's so, I mean, I don't even, I didn't like read about how it actually came out or what, I think she just posted on Instagram, they said, or something like that. But Mm -hmm. regardless, I'm just like this is what he actually said and the fact is like you are not you're kind of trying to make her think that you are setting boundaries because she even at some point I guess in the um, exchange did agree to like take down certain photos and stuff and he is continuing on with all this like you know pretty much like accusations I guess you could say calling them boundaries but at the end of the day it's kind of uh yeah I just think it's emotionally manipulative because you are not saying, okay, this is something that bothers me. Let's work on it, X, Y, and Z. You're essentially finding things that are pretty much normal and standard and then using them to kind of like weaponize against her. And it just feels so, yeah, it just feels so like awful. Like what is going on in your head? And obviously he had recently um made a documentary with his, or I guess it was about his therapist. And like, it was like so many people were talking about it. It was such a big deal. It was really uh, featured on Netflix and all this stuff. I haven't seen it yet, but people are like commenting on the fact that, you know, he's using certain language that is really, um, you know, like, I guess, manipulative in a way that he's kind of like probably learned from mm-hmm. therapy or something like that. And I'm not sure, like, I'm not certain about that. So I don't want to like say that for sure, but I get what they're saying in general. It does feel like he's trying to sound like these are boundaries when it's just like very clearly control. Yeah. Control. Yeah. Yeah. No, super controlling, super narcissistic. A man who goes to therapy and decides to misuse his new therapy language to control Sarah's body. And with the photos, like she's a surfer. Yeah. that he was attracted to her. like that's what engaged him to her you know what yeah. I mean like that's what caught his eye like he liked it and the fact that he started liking it and then the the things that he started to like exactly he started weaponizing it against her and it's like dude that's how you met me like yeah. take it or leave it 
Uh, but it was so disappointing to find out how much of a loser Jonah Hill oh, is. Disappointing. I was so frustrated because I really do love Jonah Hill. And even with his, um, he had that movie with Eddie Murphy come out on, I guess it was, Net- yes, Netflix a few, maybe months ago. Oh, the movie yeah. where they had to do a CJ- CGI kiss because him and his love interest did not like get along <laughs> chemistry wise. Yes, I thought that was a rumor. I really thought it was a rumor, but I guess, yeah, maybe that does make sense. But I literally watched that movie. I mean, I do love Eddie Murphy, I have to say. But when I saw he some of that it, yeah. clip, I was like, this is a little like, okay, a little corny. But I watched it anyway. I'm like, I love these people, Jenna Hill, like everything. And now I'm just like so frustrated because I even with him recently, I guess he's gotten back into his like style and stuff. So he's been more confident about I know he like struggled with like image issues and stuff so I was like seeing him on the red carpet and different like unique outfits and stuff I was like so like excited to like support him and it's just so annoying this is the theme I guess men coming out to be like just so awful it's just so disappointing and to be in Sarah's shoes yeah. honestly everybody has been like going backlashing at her like saying why are you posting this the girl has gone to therapy she has probably has this sunk in herself forever and to see if if I were to be in her shoes and I saw my ex-boyfriend coming out with this movie about therapy and how yeah. great he is yeah and to find out later like actually he's been using that language with me to control me Like, I really do think that we need to speak about this more. And I felt like Sarah opened a door for women to actually see like, hey, I have certain relationships that I get talked like that. And I didn't know that that was an issue. Like, I feel like people really open their eyes about their relationships. And I'm really glad that she did come out. It's so fucking brave of her to even do this. Um. But yeah, I really think it's a great conversation starter for women, for couples, for families. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's a topic that we should all be talking about. Absolutely. I think you're. that's a, like such a good point that you bring up because I just feel like generally the more that therapy, which of course I'm like a big advocate for therapy, that's like the industry I work in. But I think that like it's become so, um, what's the word, online that a lot of people really don't have the like awareness and knowledge and if you're in a situation like that where somebody is using it I guess technically like against you you might not even know what to look out for or what you know it's easy to like come into your own self especially as women think like oh I'm doing something wrong like I guess with the um, picture example she decided to take down some of the pictures because that was his request but like we said he's essentially using that knowledge that he has about therapy and, and the speech against her and I just think like you said it's a larger conversation that needs to be had that just because somebody goes to therapy does not necessarily mean they actually are doing the work and actually treating uh you know whoever it is anyone friend family partner the right way you know it's just not innate it's not like oh you go to therapy and then all of a sudden you know you're you're good no like there's still clearly with him a lot that can need to be worked on so yeah And she has come out in her stories where she's like, I don't want to depict him as a monster, but I feel like she um, she said it. I'm paraphrasing here where people need to read this and they need to know some like they need to know this because 
there are dangerous men out there who do this. And like, if you have a guy friend or your man saying like, you know what, I agree with what he said, run. (laughs) That is so dangerous. I think Sarah just like really wanted to put a disclaimer for every woman out there, every person out there. Totally. I think that's great. I'm just like, thank- like, I, I kind of feel like thanking her, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. so, it's hard to do, especially when you're in like a spotlight public situation like this. So it's great that she was able to do so. All right, we are now moving on to our worst week winner. I love that you had Jonah Hill as your runner up because I had him as my winner, but I am also mm-hmm. sharing the title with the deranged women who is defending his misogyny. Now, guys, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but I've been posting about House and Habit and how disgusting she is as a person for always supporting misogynistic sexual assaulter men. Um, But she has been showing, and I'm having my bunny ears in quotations, proof because she is in the surf community in San Clemente, blah, blah, blah. This woman is not a journalist, by the way. She is just a gossiper person who has a Substack. But if you look her up on Reddit, the receipts are awful, 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 awful. She's spreading misinformation. I know I've tweeted that she is a journalist. She's not. Um, she's just a gossipy little bitch. And although we like gossipy little bitches, it's not the type of gossip that we like (laughs) where women are basically taking down other women. She sides by Ghislaine Maxwell and has also still continues to defend Johnny Depp. Now, she doesn't know who Jonah Hill is. She doesn't even know who Sarah Brady is. So for her to like put her two cents showing text messages that she was shown from like a year ago this is all like hearsay it's just disgusting how she was gathering everybody like every pop culture person that would listen to her basically playing devil's advocate and making other women support this disgusting little support group of just taking down women because they're speaking their truth Um, I just don't understand why when women are brave enough to tell their truth, like Sarah Brady did, there's always got to be someone, some woman who's always got to be a pick me girl to side with the men. And yeah, it's absolutely disgusting for me to see this, especially since I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, Alexa Nicola, who is in Zoe 101, she spoke out about, you know, marrying like a guy who was like, 12 plus senior her age he was a writer in Nickelodeon we all know that the Nickelodeon writers are super predatory but she has come out with her own story about Jonah Hill when she was 16 partying with Justin Long and um, a guy from I guess a CSI show I'll put up her uh, tweets up on the show notes but the fact that this behavior has been going on for that long and she was 16, and Jonah Hill basically thrusted himself on her, it's just like, I can't believe that, you know, um, Jessica Reed Krause attacked her as well by telling her that her story isn't true. And yeah, I am just disgusted by the women who are like, oh, well, you got to see her text messages. So what? Like, the messages are still disgusting. They're still disturbing. Like, 
I don't, I don't understand what you're trying to get at that. Like they were both abusive. So what? Like that's, this is cathartic for her. Like this is her therapy. I don't know. What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think you said it all kind of, <laughs> no, but I like, I definitely agree. I just think it's so even more frustrating when women take the time to go out against other women, because even if you don't agree or whatever, you have your critique, I think like us as women can just maybe not like, obviously if there's something that makes sense, but I feel like this is just almost like, I don't want to say it's like hateful, but it just feels so yeah, like wrong. Like you guys are actively trying to tear down people who are really honestly hurting. I mean, we don't know if they're for sure, but like they've been through, you know, it sounds like abuse and all these sorts of things. So I feel like even if you have something to say that's negative as another woman, maybe don't try to make a, you know, a community about it and like get people to go against another woman. It's just so, yeah, I guess you said like, pick me, like, that's the thing. I I just don't feel like it's, there's any real, I don't know, like real um thought behind it. And it's more so just like, yeah, like we're going to go against them. And I just, I hate that. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's just disgusting. So yeah, I pretty much, I agree. (laughs) No, it really like grinded my gears because I was following, um, an Instagrammer. She, um, posts a lot of Jersey Shore stuff. I love her stuff. I even like DM'd her and said like, thank you for making my days. Like, I love your content to find out that she posted on her stories. Like, oh, you should check out this girl's story. Like, she has like a point and I was just like not this bitch again because I remember (laughs) seeing her everywhere during the Amber Heard trial just like going against Amber Heard um partying with Johnny Depp gross and then the whole Epstein where she was just like Ghislaine is like a top B and I was like who is this woman well I didn't realize okay I think I know who you're talking about now sorry I thought it was somebody I thought yeah, I, I recognize her. So she, that, wow. So she just comes out basically for every, everything that's been against women. She's just like hopping in there. She wants to be involved and she's like supporting essentially. That's, yeah. Oh, not, the worst. And not- yeah, just her trying to fight back and defend what she's standing for. Like, it's really ridiculous. I love how <laughs> Teffy got in it. Like, I po- reposted it and she sent me hearts, which I love Teffy. Like, Aww. I just love how interactive she is with her fans online because she's just she's that bitch. Yeah, and- she really, she really <laughs> is. She always, yes, because I remember when she was posting on her story that like, and then she started to get hate, I think as well. And it's just like, no offense I feel like she's one of those people that you can kind of stand behind because she's always she's always telling it like it is and like mm-hmm. telling the truth and supporting you know when people are coming out here saying all kinds of crazy crazy stuff she's not gonna stand for it and she uses her platform for good in that way and I literally love that so yeah I was just like when I saw that hate and stuff I'm like oh my gosh this is yeah you guys need to leave Teffy alone <laughs> no it was embarrassing like I was just like this is disgusting and like you really want to go down that way and to like talk to Teffy like that and like Teffy showed it all and she was so mature about it like yes she'd be like you look stupid because she does (laughs) (laughs) but like Jessica Reed was just like I think this woman is in like her 50s too which makes it even more sad oh really wow so yeah sometimes people just hop on this like I don't even know what it is but like hold on to this 
I guess, idea that they have and they just continue going with it. And it's just really unfortunate to see for women because like we expect it from men at this point. But I feel like women, we just want to like, oh, like, please, like read something, like educate yourself, like don't be ignorant. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's hard, hard to watch. Yeah. And I say this all the time, guys. Cancel culture is not real. Jonah literally came out with some merch this week called Complete Unrelenting Control. So, yeah, that's where we are at right now. I always say, and I'm glad that Celebrity Memoir Book Club, they actually posted this because it's so true. It's like, this isn't cancel culture. It's be aware of who you support culture. And I just have to requote that because it's very true in today's climate. Oh my gosh, absolutely. That's like, I'm so, that's like a, such a good, uh, a good way to sum it up because I've always been trying to figure out for the last like few years how to describe the situation that cancel culture is not real because, you know, people will have all this like rhetoric and, you know, try to make a point about how it is real. In my head, I'm just like, it just is not real because so many people, especially men, have been aka canceled and guess what they're still thriving they still have a career that's like flourishing they're able to come back sometimes they're quiet for like five days and they're like back at it again and I just feel like that's what I mean when I say it's not real and when we think about the people that we're supporting especially because we don't know these people in our for the most part we don't know them in our daily lives so we can't we're like so excited and we think that they're doing great things but at the end of the day once we realize that they're doing bad things that's when we have to say hey this is not okay like we can't support that and i feel like a lot of people don't aren't like willing to do that and they're like oh my gosh they're being canceled for one little thing whereas i think it's more about accountability and yeah. i feel like people are forgetting that like we are trying to hold people accountable and that's really it it's not about wanting to you know ruin somebody's career or life but it's just like if you're not if you're doing bad things you need to have some accountability and that's just you know that's just it so yeah except the bad when you're bad (laughs) exactly who is your worst week winner (laughs) okay so I I have to like I just have to give it to you Kiki Palmer's boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> I know it's like, I feel like it's so, it goes without saying, right? But I'm like, I have to because he is just so, uh, the fact that he doubled down on his comments or whatever, I just, it felt so, I just wanted to like shake him, like, oh my gosh, like, why do you keep going? You know what I mean? Like, I understand he's not necessarily in the public eye or whatever, but I just like, you sound more and more misogynistic the more that you speak out. And then I guess I heard, I don't know for sure, but that he ended up deleting his Twitter and then he came back on Twitter and said that he was like, oh, you guys thought you like got me out of here or something like that. And I just think it's so, yeah, I think he's just so pathetic. I'm sorry. It's just not, it's not, it's not a good look. Like Kiki Palmer is, everything like she's so she's just really you know she's just somebody a lot of people really support and look up to and I feel like she's been really uh, making a, a different name for herself I guess with um recent projects and stuff and now she's a mom and yeah I just think it's like he does not he's shown very clearly that he does not fall in, in line with her like I guess positive and pretty I guess I don't know uh, what's the word I don't know just her like vibe of like 
being open-minded. <laughs> I was going to say the Stevie, the big boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, sorry, I had to say him. I hate to say it, but I have to. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I, I know he deactivated his Twitter and they both have unfollowed each other. So I feel like the damage has been done. I don't think these two are getting back together. The fact that he publicly embarrassed himself because he embarrassed himself, guys. I said this last week. Kiki's not embarrassed. Okay. Yeah. He embarrassed himself and he made himself look like a total idiot. And I really love Kiki's content right now where she's not really saying too much, but you can get the hint that she does not mess with the bullshit. <laughs> and um, yeah, I love that for her. I mean, yeah, she's a mom, but like, so what? Like that, <laughs> if anything, makes her a greater human mother being. Like, yeah. I, I really love what motherhood is doing to her because like unlike me motherhood is a constant battle but like I can totally and but I love my baby the love is there like it's I I completely understand what she was saying when she was interviewed for the cut where like that love that I have with my child I'm never gonna have that with anyone else and I just love to see her growth how like motherhood has given her curves motherhood has given her has to have given her this confidence as well with this guy no absolutely and I think that's also like part of what makes it so like kind of frustrating that he would even you know act this way online because he knows she's in the public eye right and like he still continued to like I don't know push this idea that he had but she's literally like it just feels like she's thriving. And I think one of the, like you said, one of the most beautiful things about it recently is that she's really, it seems like found her her stride with motherhood. And she just feels like, it just feels like she's really like, I don't know, like sending this message to people that, you know, it's just the beauty of motherhood. And there's, she's like talked a lot about her, the challenges and body image and all that sort of stuff that goes into it but then she's also at the same time working and thriving in her career and just it's just amazing to see especially as like I don't know for you but for me I'm like oh yeah like I watched her growing up and she was you know doing her acting thing and I just thought she was like oh she's so great and then now to just see her in this even more I don't even know it just feels like she's really come into her own in a really special way and I've been like rooting for her and so then for this guy who's like literally her partner to come and like say something that would even could even be misinterpreted as like you know as you know negative towards her it's just yeah. really just so disappointing like come on do better <laughs> and have you heard the rumors about him like not only being like transphobic homophobic police apologist yeah. <laughs> um yeah. but he i i saved the screenshot of this woman who like put it out on tiktok where she basically um posted that three weeks before he got booed up with kiki he asked her to get an abortion I don't know if you've heard that. No, I didn't hear that yet. Oh my goodness, of course. There's always something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when he gets you pregnant, presses you to have an abortion, and three weeks later is booed up with Kiki Palmer. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. So I mean, yeah, that kind of shows you what type of guy he is. I just feel bad for Kiki because like she must have seen the red flags, but when you're in love, girl, you are you got it bad, you know? <laughs> you no, know, it's so and also like we have to remember that 
I don't know how long they were together before they had the baby, but then she also kind of, you know, was dealing with that was that was her first child and she was dealing with motherhood for the first time mm-hmm. and being a public guy. So she already had so much to deal with. So, and I don't even know if she knew about his like, I mean, I doubt she did, but these things that are coming out, that's like also why I said he was my worst week because the things about him being like, I guess, transphobic, homophobic, all those sorts of things as well on top of already, you know, him being whatever. I don't even know how you would summarize how he's been uh, <laughs> with the situation, but I just feel like, yeah, I feel, I feel bad for her, but also like for him, you kind of got to just, there's no excuse at this point, you know? Yeah, no, it's awful for him (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like I hope so she I guess she posted on TikTok this like cute little funny video about how she doesn't you know like it was kind of people are saying don't take it as response to the situation I'm like and I just see these things I'm not gonna like jump to conclusions but I thought it was cute and funny how she was basically just like yeah I don't this is not something I'm gonna put up with but like in a kind of not addressing it way but also still being like you know you guys know I'm not gonna deal with this kind of stuff so I'm just like yeah I love I love Kiki and I hope this guy you know isn't or maybe I just hope that he learns or grows if they do stay together but hopefully for her this is definitely has to be like a lesson learned for him for sure (laughs) absolutely all right so we're going to move on to our best week categories best week honorable mentions i'm giving it to bravo with martha's vineyard season two filming this summer and no silas he's apparently overseas so it's going to be really cool to see jazzy all singled up this summer (laughs) uh crappy lake is hilarious and very simple life i could not stop laughing the first two episodes i saw and bethany could never also the new roni cast with their taglines oh have you read the taglines of the ladies for the yes i I die so i have it saved (laughs) i just want to read a couple of them i'm a huge jenna lyons fan i worked for j crew on fifth ave when i lived in new york city and i went to school there and i got to like be around jenna lyons and i absolutely adored her so i that's my girl as of now you know how housewives can be (laughs) exactly I end up loving someone and like I'm just like her and next season I'm just like I am not like her (laughs) (laughs) but we have Bryn Whitfield saying I love to laugh make me mad and I'll date your dad love it (laughs) uh I'm a true New Yorker the only bull I'll take is by the horns that's Aaron Leachy we have Jenna Lyons saying my lashes may be fake but I definitely keep it real And then we have Giselle Tank, who, by the way, apparently threw up everywhere in the New York premiere. (laughs) I need to read more up on that. But have you heard about that at all? No, I haven't yet. Oh, my goodness. I'll see if I can put it on the show notes, guys. But it's definitely worth a read. I think I don't think she's I don't think it's like um, something to laugh about. I just feel more like I hope she's okay. You know? Oh, no, no, totally. It's just like kind of like absurd to hear you're like yeah did that actually happen I mean it sounds like nerves to me because I would oh, be yeah. throwing up everywhere if I had to meet like Ramona but she, she wrote <laughs> I always bring the flavor it's not my fault you don't have any taste and then there's say De Silva who says in New York there's a lot of bad apples but I'm the baddest of the bunch and then we have Uba Hassan who says the secret ingredient darling it's me guys this is giving me like 
Beverly Hills of New York City, and I'm in for it. What yeah. are your thoughts of Bravo with Martha's Vineyard, Crappy Lake? Have you seen it? And your thoughts on the new Roni cast? Yeah, totally. So, of course, we're, I guess, on the same wavelength because <laughs> my best week honorable mention was Bravo. Yeah. Because, like, even with, like we discussed before, like the uh, divorces and like separations that are going on, I guess, with them, which is like obviously very unfortunate. But I think in general, like the Emmy nom today with the Vanderpump rules. And then we've yeah. got, like you said, all these shows airing and like people are just, I feel like, since Scandaval, I just feel like I have always, I've been hearing about Bravo every week. And it just feels like they're always like, even when things get a little bit, um, maybe dull for a moment, it just feels like they're back up and running again. And I'm just like, yeah, you guys are, look at you guys. <laughs> like, and even Summer, Summer House Martha Vineyard, like we were all rooting for them to actually bring it back. And then they actually did. So I just feel like, I've been like, yeah, bravo. Okay, I can get behind this. You guys are, it seems like making some changes that, you know, are positive in terms of like, in the past, I feel like people have like spoken about like, okay, we want this show back or whatever. And then they'll bring, you know, the worst people back or something like that. Mm -hmm. And now it just tends to feel, it does kind of feel like they're doing more, I don't know. It just feels like they're, they're making better choices, I guess. And it's paying off because, Somehow, Vanderpump Rules got an Emmy nom. So, um, but yeah, with Real Housewives of New York, I don't know. It's so interesting because I do feel like when I read the taglines, I'm like, it, they all were just so intriguing to me, I guess I should say. But I also just don't know what to expect. So you mentioned that you're, you were a fan of Jenna Lyons, and I'm not really familiar with her. I mean, I have a vague idea of like everyone on the cast, but I just don't know how it's going to be and after I don't know did you watch last season with um uh, Ebony Williams and then of course the all the other girls unfortunately I did and as much as people want to blame like Leah or Ebony which okay racist um yeah. I blame COVID I feel like COVID was the yeah. main factor of why the show just didn't hit it yeah and I totally yeah I feel like it was very circumstantial but I think because it was so I guess negatively perceived and people are like oh this is the end yeah. of New York like we need to end it I do think just from I mean I guess it's just like the taglines and a little you know chat on the internet I do feel like it could be very exciting and so yeah I'm excited to watch I'm not sure what we're gonna see like you said you can't be too you're like oh every these people are awesome like you get excited about somebody and then the next thing you know with Bravo and especially with Housewives you're like oh they yeah we can't support that so we'll see but I definitely think it's going to be a good season and I'm excited I'm super excited I feel like Bravo is finally listening to us yeah. you know like the discord exactly. I really have to think I think Matt Rogers and Bo and Yang has literally like had to talk Andy down and be like you're messing <laughs> this up you know like yeah. listen to your podcasters like you those are the people that you need to listen to in order for the like network to be successful in my opinion uh, because House of Med, Candy and the Gang, bring those shows back. You know what I mean? Like, you want to talk about Emmy nominations with Vanderpump, like Real Housewives of Potomac should have an yeah. Emmy nomination as well. Like, I feel like this is just the beginning for Bravo and the yeah. Emmy nomination. 
Um, but yeah, like if Vanderpump uh, Rules can get an Emmy nomination, I'm sorry. Like I love Van. Like don't get me wrong. You know we've talked about it's like Scandal is so exciting, blah blah. blah. But I do also feel like it's kind of uh, what's the word? It's just like it's so interesting that that's the one show that like you know mm-hmm. is getting uh, getting the cred. So very very interesting. But you're right. I think there's so much more they can do, and I feel like. Now that they're listening, I hope they continue with that. <laughs> yeah. And guys, if you really want to, if you don't see Vanderpump Rules, just watch the clip of Sheena talking to Tom <laughs> Sandoval with real tears, no makeup. I've never seen Sheena look that great. I mean, not since the argument with her and Shay's divorce, you know, <laughs> that I've seen that type of um, emotion from Sheena. It was so, yeah, I, it was funny because I, you know, obviously I, I really felt like she was genuinely, um, I guess, upset with everything with Tom Sandoval, but also just that clip. Every time I just watch it, I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's basically giving Oscar worthy performance. <laughs> I'm kidding. But like, you know, it's just so, it's so like intense and it's just like, yes, you know, like I see it. I like, I love it. So yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I know she really like deserves a solo Emmy just because she (laughs) was the reason why Vanderpump Rules like became Vanderpump Rules. We all have to give Sheena her flowers, whether you like her or not, like she made VPR. Yeah. And everyone's just like, I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people are saying how, you know, with this Emmy now I'm like, oh, you know, this is what happened. Like basically it's owed to Sandoval. And I'm just like, no, this is. Sheena, okay, show. <laughs> yes, thank you for saying that because I have been hearing and I can totally see Tom being like, well, we only got an Emmy because exactly. I made the show. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, bitch. Like, Sheena <laughs> came rumbling down, like, fre- loyalty friend, even though the whole entire season we've been seeing her like, I don't trust the ums, um, Brock with Raquel in my, in my yeah. bed any night. Like, you know, like, you know, that's been... I feel like she wakes up in the sweat with that, <laughs> just like coming back to her, you know, <laughs> but she's like, I can't believe I said that. But yes, guys, <laughs> Sheena Shea deserves that nom. And honestly, all of, I just feel like with Vanderpump this season in particular, all of the women, like, yes, Sheena is she, you know, she's been, she's held it down from day one, like we said, but also just generally, if you think about it, like, Yes, the drama of Sandoval and Schwartz, whatever. But at the end of the day, they were just so, it was almost like they were proving how far they haven't come all these years, whereas the women were proving like how far they have come. And I just think that like, even Ariana, the way she dealt with everything, like they were just giving it to us. So I'm very, I'm like, yes, I can support that. (laughs) I can already see it in theater classes monologuing ariana's like i i was in drama class i i can see myself being like i'm gonna do ariana's monologue (laughs) for my drama class (laughs) all right let's move on to runner up for me i had to give it to britney spears memoir sam lansky will be the ghostwriter he is the one who wrote in time article of jeanette mccurdy's i'm glad my mom is dead He's also profiled the most pop girlies out there like Madonna, Nicki Minaj, and Adele on the Time magazine. 
So this is giving me hope for Britney Spears' memoir because I know a lot of people have been talking so much shit with the cover alone. Guys, real Britney fans will tell you The Woman in Me is not a Shania Twain. Yes, it's in a Shania Twain song, but it's also in I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman song. She says The Woman in Me. Um, yeah, I like the title. I know people don't like it, but I also am a little bit worried because it has been only, I think, about a year since she has been away from conservatorship and her family. She's gone through a lot, of, a lot of therapy from what she said on her Instagram story, but I am totally on board now knowing that Sam Lansky will be the ghostwriter for this memoir. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this one because I'm just such a, I'm, I wasn't like a huge Britney fan growing up. Like, you know, how some people know everything about her, but I do love Britney. And I feel like in recent years, it's just been really the whole, everything. It's just been not, not great. I just don't really feel like she's really gotten a chance to kind of come into her own without all of the I guess, drama surrounded with it. But mm -hmm. I love that she continues, despite whatever anyone says, to just do her thing, especially like with her dancing stuff. She's just like, I'm just going to continue doing it. And so now I'm just so glad that she finally has a chance to tell her own story. I mean, I don't know why people, I shouldn't say I don't know why, because the internet, right? And just people in general, they love to like, find some reason to be, you know, negative, I guess. But I don't feel like the cover... I don't know. I was just like, I didn't have any real negative opinions about the cover. I was just excited that she'll be able to uh, tell her own story. And hopefully it feels very authentic to her because I know, um, unfortunately, some of the documentaries that came out, I guess, maybe in the past few years, she felt it sounded like she commented on that. She didn't feel really um like hurt. maybe not yeah heard that's the best word so. yeah she was like that's not my voice like um, yeah she, not like going against everything she said but I really think that she felt that she deserved to have her side be told um but yeah with the memoir I'm kind of like I'm mixed you know like I'm super yeah. excited but like I'm also super protective of her as well yeah I'm so nervous and like you mentioned it is a good point that it hasn't been that long it's just at the, it's just like I you know it's one of those things where you're like I want to support her and like if she feels like she's good to, you know like we don't know really what's going on in her head and her life yeah. so I just want to like support her and what she does and make sure that like we the people that actually do love her and want to see her thrive are like showing her love because there are so many people that are, you know, how they are. So I just, yeah, I'm like, I'm nervous because I just don't want anything. Ugh, I just want it to be good. And I know that's, that's wishful thinking, but I'm really just like kind of keeping my fingers crossed that she doesn't deal with too much of the, you know, hate and negativity. I so. hope she read um, Jessica Simpson's open book. And I hope that gave her a little bit of a push to be like, yeah, I'm going to tell my story too because apparently some celebrities are already kind of worried about her memoir and are asking mm -hmm. not to be named so we'll see what because I'm thinking Colin Farrell I'm thinking Justin Timberlake in that era you know what I mean like <laughs> she was hanging out with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan I'm hoping that she talks about the infamous uh, paparazzi photo of the three ladies in that car you know yeah. Yeah. 
totally. No, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, but I'm also just, yeah, like you said, it's a weird feeling of like excited, interested to read it, of course, but then also nervous about like the, you know, the aftermath, I guess. Yeah. Who is your best week runner up? Yeah. So for runner up, it's really, I feel bad because I did say Kiki Palmer and I feel like we already kind of like discussed her a ton with uh, talking about her boyfriend as the worst week. But basically, I don't know. I just felt like it was a very awful thing that happened or I shouldn't say that awful, but it was not a great thing that happened right in the public eye with her boyfriend making those comments. And then, you know, her having to get like, of course, backlash, but I also felt like the support was overwhelming. And then right after the cut article came out about her, um, I think they labeled her as like an inter the internet sweetheart or something like that. And then recently she's also been, um, she had like a, a viral interview with, um, the vice president, um, Kamala Harris, of course. And then she had, she's just been, I just feel like she's been thriving in a sense. And it was really nice to see even after her partner came out with those like negative comments, it felt like she wasn't, she didn't go into hiding. It didn't seem like she was like bogged down by it. It felt like it was just one kind of like blip in her amazing upward trajectory and she's on to the next thing and I just yeah I love it I'm like I I love her I'm just so excited to see her kind of just continue to thrive especially if you think about it she's really a child star in a sense mm -hmm. and she's just it, that's just we already know such a challenging a challenging road for all of them and I feel like she's really done a great job of like staying I guess positive but also on the up and up and that can it sounds like be really hard to do so I'm just like yay you're awesome and I want to continue to see you thrive yeah I think she really surrounds herself with good people and yeah. like it you can really tell that her team like really cares for her and she cares for them like ugh, I love Kiki Palmer <laughs> I love her that's I'm like yeah I have to give you yeah, I have to give you your flowers, Kiki. <laughs> so for Best Week winner, I'm giving it to the Emmy nominations to all my favorites because don't even get me started with the Best Supporting Actor in Drama Series category because it was basically all White Lotus Succession actors. I couldn't believe it. But yeah. I'm going to talk about Ao, Janelle, Cheryl Lee Ralph, The Bear, and Abbott Elementary um, this may be the last Emmy Award show, guys, since the strike will continue. Actors are now getting involved. I do have one slight problem with the award show because, you know, they're still going to be white. The category, like I said, for best actor in a drama series. Please check it out. It is really so sad to see because you can really tell the people who get to nominate these TV shows really didn't watch any other show besides White Lotus and Succession. Yeah, it was so I, I was just so I mean, I shouldn't be disappointed because we kind of could have guessed it. But to actually see it was very frustrating, especially like I enjoyed both shows. But I feel like that it just made it feel like there's nothing else. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I just finished watching the bear season two um super loved it i jamie lee curtis was amazing ao i hope you win the award <laughs> because you were so amazing this whole entire season k 
can I have you seen the bear season two no I haven't even I saw like one episode of the bear when it first came out but I never like got super into it which well I will I'll ask you off the podcast <laughs> but I was gonna say if you'd recommend it <laughs> clearly I do recommend it I do I really do I just wanted to talk about one little problem that I have with season two and uh, you can totally tell that a man has written this script. My problem is Claire, guys, the love interest in season two for Jeremy Allen White, Bear. Um, I don't like how the writers wrote her for the show. Typical man falling in love with the girl who has perfect wavy hair when she wakes up with a t-shirt and only underwear on. How jeremy allen can like be a total dick and she's just very much like it's okay it's okay it's like her character really fucking bugs me and that's the only bad thing that i can say about the bear season two and guys send me your thoughts i will i am happy to hear your thoughts and let me know what you think but i really do think claire is a foreshadow of what's going to come in between work relation relationship wise with um Sid and Sid who is played by AO and Jeremy Allen's white character but yeah I used to date a chef and I remember mm-hmm. him saying he never had time for me because he was just so into work and it was like pulling teeth to have him hang out with me and I don't know if now like now seeing the show I used to work in a restaurant and everything I'm like shit was I Claire (laughs) and I'm and I'm here saying like dude she's gonna ruin the show (laughs) (laughs) I mean honestly I don't like I said I haven't watched yet but I've been seeing that on Twitter everyone's talking about the Claire like the Claire character (laughs) oh girl it's such a pick me girl like you can totally tell like that a man has come up with this woman character and I'm just it just it really ruins the whole season for me Oh, that's such a pain. But everything else is so great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Still watch it. <laughs> yeah. Who is your best week winner? Yeah, so my best week winner, I kind of want to do like a double, like a, um, I guess, yeah, a double win. Um, So basically, I said Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, which of course, I know Margot Robbie is not the meat, like she's you know, the star of Barbie, but she's just, you know, she's not everything. There's a lot more that goes into it. But I think for me, I loved the idea that, first of all, I'm just like a huge Greta Gerwig fan. (laughs) And I think that she did, like, with the way that Margot Robbie, it seems, is like being Barbie in this role and being the lead, I think it seems like it's going to be a very incredible commentary but also very, I love like the diversity. I just love Greta Gerwig's mind, honestly. And I feel like every time I see Margot Robbie on the red carpet, I just feel like she's perfect. It was a perfect casting for that like traditional Barbie. Yeah, so the commentary, you're blowing my mind because um, we're both talking about Frances Ha, <laughs> how Greta Gerwig is an amazing actress. I actually got to see her act when she did Hannah Takes the Stairs with Mark Duplass. I got to work on the set as an intern. So I got to see Greta Gerwig's magic and just how she's so magnetic that like I just knew 
um, after Frances Ha and Lola versus um, and after her meeting Noah Baumbach. Mm -hmm. yes like her she has such a great eye when it comes to like making films but continue with what you were saying (laughs) yeah no like it gets me so excited because I just she's one of my favorites and I think like you kind of said we both agree like Frances Ha is just that's one of my favorite films I watch all the time but then also she was in another one um, Mistress America around like I think around the same time that they the great made... American white whale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no, literally, like, I just, it's so funny because it's such a, it feels niche, but I guess it's not because we see that she resonated with so many people. But I love that her her acting really connected with me before I really meaningfully knew her as anything else. And then now with her becoming this, like, it seems like hopefully it seems like she's on a great path to being an incredible director as well. And then the connection, of course, with Noah Baumbach and him being really great and him. I think, I believe he's, I don't know if he's the only writer or if he's even got a writer credit on Barbie, but I know that she, they work together on this project as well. And I just think that he's obviously fantastic as well. Not saying that has anything to do with her actual work. (laughs) I'm such a fan of her. And when I first heard about the Barbie movie, I was just so curious. I I just, I'm not really, I don't know too much about the Barbie lore. So I wasn't really sure where they were going with it. But then when I started to see, you know, uh, the the clips and the cast and everything like that, I started to get really excited because I'm like, oh. And then when she said Ryan Gosling, oh my goodness. I was like, Greta, you get me. <laughs> He's like one of my favorite actors. And I just was really, really excited for the project, especially with, like I said, Margot as the um, the traditional Barbie. And I like that idea. At first, I was like, why are they, like, what are they doing? There's going to be 10 Barbies, 10, or, you know, however many Barbies, however many Kens. What, what are we getting at here? And now I'm like, oh, this is going to be cool. Like, especially with the diversity of the cast and stuff. Like, the main two are obviously the traditional Barbie and Ken, which I feel like Margot and it seems like Margot and Ryan are really going to do a great job at. And then we have all these other Barbies that kind of like, yeah, I guess she'll get into in uh, the film. But I'm like, yeah, so I just think that. And also, she's just not really in the spotlight like that. So it's really it just makes it even more exciting because you don't know exactly what you're going to get, but it still feels like it was very, very well thought out. And I'm just, yeah, I'm really excited. But also I said double, I guess double win because I said Margot Robbie with not only with the casting, of course, that was, you know, it seems like it was a really great casting, but (laughs) with the fashion, I hate to say it, but you know, she's been, she's been roasted for a while on Twitter because I I am, I am guilty for being one of the people that roast her. Yeah, same. (laughs) I I never like say anything like, you know, I'm not trying to be one of those uh, trolls or whatever, but I do always kind of laugh or retweet if somebody says like a very, a very good comment on some of her not so great, you know, outfits. And I don't know if you uh, saw like, this is a while ago, but I guess she had a contract with Chanel, I believe. Uh, Yeah, I think it was Chanel, but people- were like going so hard on Twitter, just like begging for <laughs> Chanel to break her from her contract. And then when they like eventually did, everyone was like, oh my gosh, now that she's free from the shackles of Chanel, like maybe she'll start serving. And then people were like, oh, she's still not serving. Yeah. And then we 
Barbie tour, I feel like everyone has been like, I mean, most people I would say is like, so are so like, you know, um, excited to see her really killing a lot of these looks and stuff. And yeah, so, and also I think she, I don't know, her career has been an interesting one. So I just think this is a really good win for her, you know? Yeah, considering the fact that she was a second. Yeah. Uh, like second coming in. How do you say it? Like uh, she wasn't the first pick to be. Yeah. Funny. It was Amy exactly. Schumer. Yeah. And then, I don't know if Greta was just like, this isn't working out. But even Amy Schumer said it didn't work out and they left in um, great terms. It wasn't like ugly, you know. Um, so but I think kind of make it to me. I it's so interesting. I guess I can't say for sure until we see the film, but I think with the Amy Schumer thing, the more and more I think about it, I, because of like the concept, it sounds like that Greta is doing with this kind of like a, it seems maybe a satire or like a, I don't know, commentary, I guess you could say. I could see why having Amy Schumer wouldn't be the, you know, maybe the, the ideal situation and how Margot being the stereo, maybe stereotypical, I guess, Barbie mm-hmm. could make more sense in a way. But I don't know. We don't know the backstory to that. But yeah, definitely. I'm like, this is so crazy because I do feel like every time I'm like, I can't see. It's just so hard for me to think about Amy Schumer as it would be. A, it just feels like it would be a different movie if that were the case, you know, and I feel like I want I look at Margot and I'm like, yeah, this seems like even from the small clips we have, I'm like, she seems like she's spot on. So, yeah, I think, yeah, they're my they're my joint winner. <laughs> I love this. And the fact that Brian Goslin also he fell in love with the script and he automatically oh. was just like, I'm in. He didn't yeah. even like want to audition. He was like, I have to play this part. And yeah. also I've heard um, some from people who have the critics who have seen Barbie they just love how Ken's character and the Barbies, um, they all talk like how kids play with Barbies. Yes, yes. And that's what I think is also like part of the genius of Greta Gerwig. And maybe I'll give Noah a little bit of credit, the, the creation, because I think it's like, to me, like if somebody had told me, okay, she's going to make a Barbie movie. This is going to be the vibe. I would be like, oh, that makes sense. Because like the fact that it's so literal and even that original, uh, I think it was a teaser. Even I don't know if it was a teaser or a trailer, but when they're talking about what they're going to do, like, I guess um, Margo says, or Barbie says to Ken, like, oh, what are we going to do there when we go home? And he's like, I don't even remember what the word he said, like the phrase he said, but it was so perfect, the delivery, because it's just kind of like, so literal like you know so yeah Barbie and Ken what do they really do when you think about playing with your Barbies when you're a kid they just don't have any real you know like it's just yeah I feel like that's a such an interesting an interesting take on it so I'm really excited to see how that goes and even Ryan Gosling I'm like I'm just his like one of his biggest fans and people were doubting him they were doubting him on the other side he looks old and he can't I'm like you guys don't know about like you don't know about Ryan Gosling like you don't know about Lars and the real girl like let's think about his real like acting history he is fantastic so I'm really and even in the press tour you can see and I feel like people are now getting more on board with him because you can see that he 
is like leaning in like a lot of the commentary he says about Ken and stuff it's just very like it's like yeah we can see why you were you were picked for this and apparently they're getting um I guess good critic reviews and stuff so I just think yeah win all around (laughs) no I will never forget the people who were tweeting saying like isn't he too old to play Ken and I'm like you guys don't remember what Ken looked like when we got dolls like (laughs) mine looked like a 30 year old muscled up guy from like he looked like he was in the jersey shore so (laughs) i don't know if you've seen this going around but there's a clip of ryan goslin talking about what he watches with eva and he loves watching 90 day fiance the oh i did i can i'm literally watching that as soon as you know we finish recording i will put the clip in the show notes guys because i could not i was it was like a clip about margot um she she had a bucket list and her bucket list is saying like she really wanted to meet Ryan Gosling and I don't know how it got to the conversation of what they watch but he was like yeah I really like watching 90 days and he's like the other way and I was like oh my god I need a recap I need to I need him to have a YouTube of him and Eva watching 90 day fiance and I just want to see their reactions watching it no seriously I did not so I saw that first clip I didn't see the whole I should I guess watch the whole thing I didn't see that second part but I saw the first part where she's like saying that he uh was in her she had like said oh I really want to meet him and she was like oh I didn't even think about working with him I just thought about meeting him or whatever but yeah that's oh I love that he's into I'm like honestly I shouldn't be surprised I kind of like the vibe he gives off it really does feel like he's just so I don't know eccentric like that I love it (laughs) it's the Mickey Mouse Club effecta (laughs) it is like when I think of Carrie Russell like magnetic JC Chazes like another like striking man Brittany Christina Aguilera like and we all forget like Ryan Gosling that's how him and JT are like BFFs um he was in the Mickey Mouse Club he started off as a Disney kid (laughs) no and every time I see that clip coming around on Twitter again of him dancing and people were like Ryan Gosling like I'm like yeah guys get, <laughs> like we know about the, the real ones know about this like he is very dynamic and has a lot of different I don't know, like talents I guess so it's I'm loving this like resurgence of, of Ryan Gosling yeah I think I saw a commercial that I used to watch it was a pops commercial and he's the main guy and I was like that was him like (laughs) I've literally been seeing him my whole entire life (laughs) yeah oh my gosh it's crazy to think about but it's awesome I'm like yeah good for you like now you're kind of reaching generations at this point (laughs) truly no he is now if we can just get Eva out of the house and back in movies like please (laughs) that's all I'm asking from Ryan (laughs) Can we can they just do another one together? Like something. We will take yeah. what we can get. <laughs> because Beyond the Pines was such a great movie. And I love how Eva is always like gives so much grace to Ryan. Like, um, I know it was like I think it was US magazine or some tabloid magazine where she was talking about how Ryan Goslin is truly one of the best actors she's ever worked alongside with. And she's worked with Denzel Washington, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know like like, that's pretty profound yeah totally so we are now in the section of the show where I ask my guests what their favorite song is from the early 2000s it's 2008 burning up by Jonas Brothers please tell me what makes this your favorite song and where were you when you first heard it 
Okay, yeah. So I, this, I have to say, this was actually really hard for me to choose because I feel like every time I listen to your podcast, the guests always pick such good throwbacks. And then I'm reminded of like my wannabe emo phase in high school, which was very, I guess, serious to me at the time. It's very <laughs> important to me. Like, honestly, a lot of those songs I still listen to. And like, I got super into like rock and alternative rock and like Mayday Parade, you know, all time low incubus even like all those were like my prime teenage years of like my fake emo phase and like I really wanted to choose one of the songs but I was like you know what the one that keeps like coming to my mind even though it's so far off left field is literally Jonas Brothers and so I think also because it's still it's still something I you know me and my friends talk about but basically I remember it's so like literally so vividly it's so weird it feels like I could kind of paint a picture of when the when the song music when the music video for the song first came out so essentially <laughs> me and my best friend were like obsessed like not even like we would literally hang out and then just like record ourselves on iMovie dancing and like making up dances to their songs like it was really it was it was yeah it was something and so <laughs> and so basically like yeah we were preteens at the time or whatever but like I don't know why it's always stuck with me this one memory when we were like so I think it was yeah because Disney Channel um like original movies would premiere on Fridays and we were literally so stoked because that Friday the music video for Burning Up was set to premiere. And like, it was such a like, it was just like such a exciting thing. Like we could not be more like, it's almost like you would think of like the biggest movie premiere or something. Meanwhile, you're just like watching it in your your house. So like, <laughs> it's really not this year, but it was, so, it was so like, it was so exciting and important for us. And so basically we, and that's obviously when um, Camp Rock premiered and of course, Jonas Brothers fans, we were so stoked, like we couldn't wait. And after Camp Rock, there it was set to be aired, the burning up music video. And like I just remember being like, it, it was just such a, it was so exciting and so important for us. And so essentially, I remember like when I remember being in my living room and literally like look like standing because that's how excited we were, just watching the music video and singing along and dancing along like basically my life depended on it and I don't know it's just like one of those things it was like so I don't know how to explain it, it just it's such a precious memory of something that like we were both me and my best friend we're still best friends to this day just such huge fans we just loved everything about them and just like something so it almost feels like simple was so exciting for us and I don't know why but I'll never I'll never forget that so yeah it just brought us so much joy so I was like you know what and even to this day when I listen to it I'm like I look I look back on it fondly like oh this is such such a good song so yeah <laughs> I am not a Jonas Brothers listener or fan but I really do love this song and I do love <laughs> Sucker I mean that is such a great every song that I hear of Jonas Brothers that I've heard in the radio it's a bop and yeah. I love them because they're from North Jersey that's where I'm yeah. from so I have to represent <laughs> the boys from North Jersey and like dude there's just the trifecta of women that they have surrounding them oh. like they're good boys <laughs> yeah and they always were like even when they had all these different shows and like even not they would like post on YouTube about their family it was always just very like wholesome you know in a I don't know how they split it, but I I just love, we just loved them. It just seemed like they were actually like 
they weren't like trying to be too cool even though maybe looking back they felt like they were but at the time it just felt so like they were like almost like relatable and like you could think of them as like good people and then when they came you know when they got back together and like did this whole tour it was just like oh my gosh you guys still are the same people that we were like obsessed with however many years ago so it's just yeah it's very very good memories (laughs) I mean besides the whole purity rings oh yeah remember that yeah I do and I'm like I don't know why that was so weird why would your like because you know their parents were I think their dad was their manager but they were so closely involved I'm just like are you guys realizing maybe we should talk about this like what are they trying to promote it was very confusing I just didn't really understand at the understand it at the time but now I understand it's like a it was I guess their faith or religion I don't know but or or Disney I always thought it was Disney that did that (laughs) that's what everyone says and I I guess at the time I didn't even have the understanding I do now of like you know like the actual the corporation I guess behind the the people so now I'm like yeah that would make sense but I'm also just like wait um what was going on there Oh my God, thank you so much for introducing this song to me. I have been playing it with my daughter. I feel like I have this show just to go back and listen to music from the 2000s because she absolutely loves that genre. Guys, my daughter has been singing Say My Name, Say My Name by Destiny's Child. And as much as I love that song, she has been singing the same verse for about two weeks now. So we're there. Thomas, thank you so much for joining my show. I am so excited to have you on and I'm, I hope I have you on again. Can you please let my listeners know where they can find you and um, anything that you want to plug in? Yeah, of course. You can just find me on Instagram, basically, um, at Tomas Leanne, which I won't bore you with spelling, but I think Van will put it in the show notes. So yeah. Yeah, guys, please follow her. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. This is so great. I'm slipping into the lava And I'm trying to keep from going under Baby, you told me to put you out so much for tuning in this week guys i had so much fun talking to toma about pop culture and everything that has has been this week please follow her on social media i will be putting all the links her youtube her instagram you will find her contact info there so please give her a follow you're gonna love her and thanks so much for listening guys i had so much fun talking to doma please 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 follow her she's so amazing and i literally loved talking to her i can't wait to have her back on before i leave please rate us five stars on this podcast i really appreciate it and share this episode with a friend who you think you think really loves pop culture i feel like a lot of people love pop culture especially in the bravo fandom right now so please let your friend know about my podcast and follow us on Instagram on Best Week Ever Podcast, where you get to decide who's having the worst and best week ever. And we get to 
talk about it, guys. I love interacting with you guys, and I'm loving the Discord. I feel like I need to do a Patreon soon. Don't worry. That is on my 2024 to-do list. That is my goal by the end of this year. Your girl will have a Patreon, so we can definitely get into it. But until then, I hope you guys are having a best week ever. Bye. Get up and dance. Don't try and fight it. Not for real. That's no lie. Don't jump the road. It's us. It's not the only key. It's all good. More and more.